0: Welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast, where I share stories of the babies I've treated, tips for professionals and parents, and demystify this amazing healing modality. I'm Megan Beams, your baby bodywork mentor. I'm obsessed with all things birth, babies, healing, and plain old being a human. Join me while I sink deep into craniosacral therapy. Also, hit subscribe so you never miss a thing. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast. I am your host, Megan Beams, and today we are talking about tongue ties. Yay, everyone's favorite topic. So hot right now. Just kidding. I don't actually believe that this is a hot topic. I think that this is an ongoing topic that should be discussed and really studied and really truly understood. That's really how I feel about it. And if you're new to this podcast, I am a registered massage therapist. I am an infant craniosacral therapist and a rhythmic movement therapist here in Toronto, Canada. I am the instructor of infant craniosacral therapy at the Beam CSC Training Center. And I have been working with babies and I've had the pleasure of working with nearly 800 babies since 2018. I have seen tongue ties that have been diagnosed either incorrectly or correctly. I have also been the provider of craniosacral therapy for babies who were completely missed for a diagnosis or the ones who had blatant ones that were screaming in your face who were told, don't worry about it. It's just a fad. Nothing's going to be wrong with your baby. P.S. My own baby had a tongue tie when he was born and he's fine now. Literally, those were the words of a pediatrician who told one of my clients that her baby didn't have a tongue tie because her son was fine. So she doesn't believe that tongue ties are really an issue. That is opinion based. (laughs) And though I love anecdotal evidence, when your evidence is one child, when your, your sample is literally one child and it is your own from 20 years ago. I'm sorry, I don't I don't accept that as an answer. So in our episode today, we are discussing the controversy over tongue ties and why is it so controversial? The questions are usually like, are they actually real? Are they overdiagnosed? Are there different kinds? And so how are we to know the answer to those questions? Well, that in itself is a great question, and I'm not about to provide you with the answer. (laughs) What I am going to do is give you the point of view of the craniosacral therapist. So this is for educational purposes only. Please do not use this as, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to share this as solid evidence because Megan said so. Please use this as further study. Perhaps a direction that you would like to go in for your research into this topic. And I will not be providing ways of assessing a tongue tie because that's not something that I am actually legally able to do. (laughs) I am not able to diagnose. I am able to understand the symptoms that this baby has and what I can do to help with those symptoms. So, the aspects as an infant craniosacral therapist that we are looking at are. How is this baby's body alignment? How are these nerves and muscles within the mouth working or not working? And what happens if we send this specific baby out for revision or release before addressing that function? That's what we're going to be talking about today. When it comes to body alignment, that is actually an insight into this baby's fascial system. If you don't know what fascia is, I strongly recommend you look it up because you also have fascia in your body, and fascia is all over our body, and it needs to be really well lubricated with hydration and nutrients because it is everywhere, and it's made up of collagen tissues and elastic fibers, and it is suspended in this goo, this matrix that is made up of a lot of water. So we really need to stay hydrated. But why is that important for the tongue? Because the tongue is connected to a very strong fascial line that runs from the toes along the knees into the hip bones, around the intestines, into the rib cage and around the lungs, and then up into the base of the tongue. And now because this fascia is everywhere, And it is made up of collagen and elastin fibers. It has a very strong role in protecting us. So it contracts without releasing really well. So your muscle can contract and release. No problem. You just tell it to contract and you tell it to release. Fascia does not do that. You can't just tell fascia to relax. You can't just use your mind and be like, okay, you can relax now. This needs to be released in a way that is gentle and encouraging and safe. So with birth trauma or perhaps the way this baby was positioned in utero or experiences they had in the womb while they were developing, it can cause restrictions or tightness along all fascia lines within the body. And it could be anywhere in the body. And essentially, if it is along this deep front line, it can have a very strong impact on the tongue and it can actually pull that tongue down. So fascia. And body alignment within this baby is strongly recommended to be assessed so that we know or know that it is not actually perhaps tightness in the knee that is pulling the tongue down, making it look or appear as though this tongue is restricted or feeling like it needs to live at the bottom of the mouth, at the floor of the mouth, right? The fascial line needs to be addressed to allow Freedom of movement or extra slack within that tongue itself. Okay, so that's why fascia and craniosacral therapy is so important because craniosacral therapy actually assesses the fascial lines within this baby's body. And now the tongue is made up of many different muscles, and it is innervated by multiple nerves. So it's not just one nerve that's telling one muscle what to do. It is multiple nerves telling multiple muscles the actions that they need to perform. And so whether this baby has a tongue tie or not, the muscles and nerves that innervate the tongue, these tongue ties can actually be worsened by a dysfunctional tongue muscle. So if there are restrictions along that nerve that sends and receives signals to and from the tongue, then that is going to make this tongue dysfunctional. And remember fascia, fascia is everywhere. It is around the muscles within the tongue. It is around the nerves that send and receive messages to and from the tongue. And it is everywhere and it can get tight in multiple areas. When this fascia is tight around the nerve, it might slow down the signaling from the brain to the tongue Or the opposite, it might slow down the signaling from the tongue to the brain. So this is going to be either a slack tongue, a lackluster tongue, or one that is like kind of floppy and sloppy. And so what happens is then compensatory muscles need to come into play. Nerve impingement or nerve dysfunction can cause tongue dysfunction. And so again, that results in the use of compensatory muscles and these compensatory muscles, they then tighten the tongue and they mimic the symptoms of a tongue tie. So nerve impingement can also be caused by position in utero and birth trauma or even just the process of being born. It doesn't need to be a traumatic birth. It could just be the way this baby descended through that birth canal that is showing up as nerve dysfunction for this specific baby. So we as craniosychotherapists will feel through the body, listen to the birth story, understand what that pregnancy was like, so that we can get a clearer picture of what might be going on for this baby's body. And if we are able to really look at symmetry or asymmetry within this baby's cranium, we'll also have a better understanding of possible nerve impingement. so nerve impingement is where the cranial bones there are usually two cranial bones that nerves will exit between and during the birth process or even in utero when they are developing, this baby's cranium can actually the the bones can overlap and this can pinch or completely cut off the signaling for that one specific nerve or a little bit cut off. And that results in hypertonicity of the tongue. So again, we've got hypertonic muscles mimicking the symptoms of a tongue tie because this tongue can't move. It is so tight. And usually, tight muscles equal weak muscles. So they are not going to be able to suck well. They're not going to be able to transfer milk well. They won't be able to suck, swallow, breathe because they are going to get so tired from working so hard and they're going to fall asleep real easy. Okay, so see how these symptoms can mimic the ones that we are so, oh, so blatantly told, oh, that's a tongue tie. Not transferring milk well, chompy at the breast. Falling asleep while being fed. Yeah, sure. Those babies with tongue ties that go right to the tip of the tongue. Absolutely. That tongue is not going to have any... <laughs> difference with craniosacral therapy only. But if we only address the structure, as in if we only address that specific type of tongue tie, the ones that have the blatant frenulum, the ones that are like you've got this V shape or a heart shape, you can see there's blanching on the tongue, and there is a prominent white line underneath this baby's tongue. And we're like, oh, perfect. I know what that is. That's a tongue tie snippet right, without addressing the functioning of the tongue, then the result is usually a very disappointed parent. They have been given this this vision, this future of once we get this tongue tie, everything's going to be fixed and everything is going to be fine. And if that is the future that they're being told is going to happen, then that is why they're going to be disappointed because this dysfunctional tongue due to either Poor positioning in utero, birth trauma, the way this b- baby was born, was still living within their body, that's going to cause that reattachment. Because of all the things that I already said tight tongue due to nerve pathway restrictions, dysfunctional tongue muscles because of nerve impingement, and then the use of compensatory muscles. This baby learned how to use these muscles that way in utero. And that is how they are going to continue to use them unless we address the function, unless we are able to undo the restrictions around these nerves and improve the signaling to and from the brain for these nerves and this end organ, which is the muscle. If we don't address that, the symptoms will persist and the babies and the families will continue to suffer. So I don't care who you are what type of training you have or or what letters you have after your name. If you are not addressing the function, then you are providing half of the healthcare service that you should be for this baby. And if you're not actually providing the functional assessment, then having someone on your team or having that training or trained professional that you can refer out to is pertinent. And I'm sure you can hear it in my voice (laughs) that I feel very strongly about this. And actually, at the end of October, I am going to be hosting a webinar about how important it is to make sure that you have someone like this either on your team or having you yourself be able to do this assessment and release, as in like craniosacral release. So join me at the end of October for this webinar. I'll be teaching about the importance of having this in your system. So your processes, right? So before you actually do a tongue tie assessment, can we do a functional assessment? Can we do a craniosacral therapy session? Can we make sure that this baby isn't just presenting like they have a tongue tie because of nerve dysfunction? And then what happens if you actually just refer out how much money are you going to lose (laughs) by referring out? And how much time and effort and stress are you going to cause this parent and family if you're sending them out of your office and referring them out elsewhere when you could actually be providing the service in your own office or in that specific one session that you're noticing this baby having these issues? So join me at the end of October where I go deeper into this and I'll be doing the math. (laughs) It will be a flip chart. I will be doing the math. We'll be going over it. We'll be talking about parent experience and how stress can actually worsen the symptoms for these babies and families. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, thank you for joining me all the way to the end of this episode. I'll see you next time. Hey, before you go, my craniosacral foundation's virtual only course is open for enrollment. That's right you can learn craniosacral from your very own home. Whether you're a health professional working in the perinatal world, a manual therapist looking to expand your current practice to include craniosacral, or helping babies and families is your passion, there's something in this course for you. You can significantly change the lives of the people in your community. And when you register, you'll have immediate access to the course materials so you can get learning right away with three three three-hour live virtual classes To help guide you through the curriculum and an online community of fellow classmates and alumni, this program is here to support you every step of the way. Registration closes soon, so, follow the link in the show notes, and I look forward to seeing you in class.